Hey everyone, me and the fellows are out of town this week, but join us back in two weeks for another episode of the same crowd, different day. In the meantime, take a listen to this best of summer episode. And it's interested in sex. Yeah, I think you should tell them about it. They had they confiscated a bottle of deep throat spray from a um, kid at what school. What the hell is that? <laughs> you don't know about that? No. But I mean, it's basically like chloroseptic spray that it numbs your throat and lets Crazy. you, you know, get it. You, know. you just need to know how to control your breathing. Hey, hey. Your breathe. Oh, yeah. I don't need <laughs> I'm not gonna give out no yeah, trade you don't give them no secrets right now. I don't but, need that secret. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Trust and believe it'll change your life. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, Lord oh. Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. All right. I'm about to find somebody so, to be so, safe with. <laughs> right. So, so. <laughs> So, this, you a so this, this conversation just <laughs> went out the rails. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm you never had a talk? Miss Silly, you still a virgin. Baby, I know. And you know, and I think at this age. That church? I'm, no, no. I guess, well. Yeah. This is not, no, this is the not the church because I think I've just been active. In <laughs> well, Lord help me. But I, you know, but I, I think I, because of the church, I think that's where I want to go. Right now, and that's fine. Because I think that at least he won't take me to the hot place because <laughs> I'm, right. you know, I'm dragging somebody else down. You know, this wasn't our intention, but well, Tony, not at all. I think we helping somebody. <laughs> I think we are too. Because it, no, I can't wait. It's I get some on folks. The... It's some folks. Uh, it's a lot of ladies and stuff that's some of y'all that might thinking be, just like you. Some of y'all might and be we, delivered by the end. Yeah. Yes, I mean, this wasn't our intention, but I really think we having somebody. And so this might even, I'm still trying to keep this for the <laughs> kids. kids. Yes, but, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. But for Maybe adults, I'm kidding my head. Um, <laughs> well, you know, we might have to come back and do something else with you. <laughs> well, maybe so. This is Y'all let them listen later. So anyway, so, so, um, so anyway, back to the whole thing about self-gratification. You know, I think self-gratification is great until you can. And then when we talk about self-gratification, you know, all of the, the stuff like like Catholics. Catholics, one of the biggest prohibitions is masturbation. Mm. And they take it from a misinterpreted scripture in the Bible where it oh, says wow. a man should not spill his seed on right, the ground. Right, that has absolutely nothing to do with nothing. masturbation. Really? Nothing. So what does it have to do with? Theft and rape. <laughs> Theft and rape. Yeah. Help us, Ta- Lord. Judah, oh. Judah married Tamar because uh, his brother oh. died, who was her, her husband. Her, her husband oh, died. Her brother was supposed to. Um, I'm showing my sheet. Wait, that girl went through it. But check this out. Um, he was supposed to marry her and get her pregnant so that their child could, because women can own property, so their child could have her, his 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 her her ex husband's or deceased husband's property. Wow. So what Judah did was he had sex with her, but right before the big event came, he spilled it on the ground. So the Bible says a man shouldn't spill his seed on the ground. That's not masturbation. That's that oh, would, that, oh, that's well, pulling right. out early. Yeah. Mm. So that's where the pull-out method started? Evidently. I know, right? Hey, oh, evidently. Wow. And it worked for him, but the pull-out method also does not work. It does not. It does not. Because there's a lot going on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
This is not gonna no. be kids. <laughs> we tried. Yeah. We tried. We got to do something for the kids. But I think they know this. These children know they this know. today. Uh, they they do know. It's scary so, how young so, they so teaching their mamas. Right. So, so let's, <laughs> that they know. So <laughs> look. So, so, so we're going to try to gather ourselves. This time for a break. So we're going to go into a break. And we're going to gather ourselves back. And we're going to try to stay on topic. Because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We're talking about sex, baby. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we'll, we'll see you in a second. <laughs> so... So, and this is where, you know, one of the reasons why I was pushing back on y'all so far, because I was going to make an analogy, is that Kristen Nielsen, our director of Homeland Security, she is an aunt. Yeah. She is an aunt. For you to be a woman and you think it's okay for you to take these kids away from their parents, you're not doing it just because you're worried about what the president says. You're doing it because you enjoy that shit and something's fucked up wrong with you. Are you doing it because the president told you to do it? But she, how many people, how many people have stepped down? But but hold on, like that's a but that's a job. Yeah. But no one's gonna, hold get, on, no one's wait. gonna get a shot for refusing an order. No one's right, gonna get, right. Get nobody's gonna yeah. shoot her for, for saying no. And, and and but that's but that's what I'm saying about the Marthas. Like the Marthas don't have a choice. They mm-hmm. do not have a choice. Kirsten Nielsen has a choice, and she has chosen. That is her job as the Homeland Security Director. That it's okay to separate babies, like three, four month old babies who are still nursing from their mothers. You can't have any empathy, no sympathy. That bitch ain't even got a heart, as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, that's, and that's how I look at the Marthas. Cause, I mean, but again, the Marthas don't have a choice. Kirsten Nielsen has a choice. She has a choice. Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Huckabuck. Sanders. <laughs> Did you call Huckabuck? That bitch got a choice. Who the Huckabuck? She, she, she has a choice. She has a choice to sit there and lie to the American public every damn day. She makes or my she, butt itch. I'm she, sorry. But, I'm talking about her. And she looked like Aunt Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> And did he just fall out? <laughs> <laughs> and the bitch looked like Aunt Lydia on top oh, of everything. A wife. No, she is not a wife. <laughs> That's Aunt Lydia. That's the Aunt Lydia body that she got. Shut up. <laughs> but I mean, eye. but you, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no reason for anybody in that. And for these, the 30 percent of those Republicans, his his base. That's some evil motherfuckers. Like they just evil. And I mean, there's no two ways about it. Have you read any of the like message boards or anything where they are commenting on about the, like there are people commenting that they should just keep the little babies and um grow let them grow up and use them for um uh, organ donations and it's just all kind of stuff. They are like the total right folks are just putting and it just bothered Dave, me. Dave, your people mm. are evil. I, I I do not I do not dispute that. <laughs> That's some evil I do not dispute. I'm sorry. They well, yeah, are I, evil. So I do think I do think you know you you white supremacy is a real thing. It's like you, you're. I'll say I was nurtured in the womb of white supremacy. I was you know born in. But they did though. But that doesn't make it right. And so what I'm saying is the the um, show kind of symm- give me symmetry in that um, with his wife, which he Serena, she, Serena, 
And she was part of the um, mm. biggest reason why they're in the situation that she's in. She's not in a comfortable situation herself. She's getting her tail whooped and all kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But yet you are one of the ones that put you, you know, helped put you into this situation. Yeah, I, I like when she was uh, in season one, I think, or maybe season two. Like they, it's all a blur to me. But one of the seasons, she was supposed to be speaking at one of those colleges. Mm-hmm. And those kids were processing it and shooting it out. And in her mind, it, that's what happens when season two, yeah, season two, yeah. <laughs> but that's what happens when you become too caught up on the religion mm-hmm. and not the spirituality of the religion, mm-hmm. because she was so caught up on being right, being holy, being chaste, being the perfect wife, you know, to these Gileadians, and she sold her sisters into slavery. Yeah. But then she woke up one day and realized, hey, I'm in this too. But now she's so far deep into it, yeah. I like, and that's how I feel like some some of the other characters, like you know, I'm now I kind of have no choice. Yeah, I had this is I this is what they got. I don't know how I'm gonna get out. The other people that they tried to get out, yeah, they they did. Mm-hmm. I, I you know I'm always fifty fifty. Even when always. we were talking about the uh, Marthas. Mm-hmm. I'm 50-50 about the Marthas. You talking about the Marthas or the aunts? I'm being aunt. I'm mm-hmm. sorry about the aunt. Ain't they called Aunt Martha? Yeah, well, Aunt, no. no, no, Martha's the Martha Martha's like Rita. Rita's a Martha. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, but, um, I'm old. But um, <laughs> the ants. I'm 50-50 about the ants because, one, she got to be good at what she do because I don't know what, what's going to happen on the outside or later on if I ain't, you know, putting on this good show. But, you know, there's little soft parts and little soft, you know. But in all, we got to play our part and do what we got to do because I might be getting what you get. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to take a small break and then we're going to come <laughs> back and we're going to talk about the aunts and I'm okay. going to tell you I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. And you know, you you are the, the 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 diametrical difference between me and you is the fact that I am almost like a literalist and you infer a lot of stuff and I'm going to tell you why we're going to back up. We're going to talk about <laughs> the aunts when we come back from this first break. Uh so I can get a reference on time. <laughs> but we'll see you back after the break. Talk later. <laughs> One of my first things I want to ask about was having this little debate on um, Facebook the other day. It started out about somebody asking about shacking and, you know, some other stuff Mm -hmm. and marriage. Mm -hmm. And I said a couple of things. And um, scripture, Ecclesiastes 12 and 12, Mm -hmm. and 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21 was thrown at me. Okay. But basically, you're familiar with those. Well, you have to to refresh my memory. Okay. I don't don't have the whole Bible. Okay. Well, you know, (laughs) some of y'all preachers, y'all just know what it's going to say. So Ecclesiastes 12 and 12, Mm -hmm. it says, uh, what a scripture Hold on, it's giving me a summary. Can you just give us a subject and let us go on? I'm sorry. I thought I had it pulled up and it was giving me the meaning. You and these notes. Shut up. (laughs) I want to give it to him right. Okay, it says, um, the New International Version says, Be warned, my son, of anything addition to them of making many books, there is no end, Mm -hmm. and much study wearies the body. Mm -hmm. So he was basically giving me scripture saying that me... During research oh, okay. and studying and all that kind of stuff was mm. 
you know, against what God teaches. Are but you these, serious? Uh huh. But then wow. you. But then I gave the other scripture, Timothy two and fifteen. You know, study to show thyself approved. Sure. Yes. yes so yes. you know. Just, yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, anyone's going to take Ecclesiastes. So Ecclesiastes, the author of Ecclesiastes, is says again and again, life is pointless. You know, so I mean, he's he's coming from a particular perspective, and I think that's one of the things that people don't understand when you're reading the Bible. There are a lot of different authors with a lot of different perspectives, mm-hmm. and so some of them, like if you if you read Ecclesiastes, wait, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean that God did not write the Bible and just <laughs> throw it down there for Moses? Right. Well, so like We're if you inspired. when you. There's 66 books of the Bible. I mean, here's when we start off doing intro to Bible class, what I tell students is there's 66 books of the Bible. The Bible is written over the course of about 1,600 years. So if you think about those 66 books of the Bible, there are at least that many of authors, probably more, because oftentimes more than one author is in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those authors don't all agree with each other. One of my best examples is Deuteronomy chapter 23, uh, which says you shall not marry a Moabite. Right, because there was some ethnic prejudice between Jews and and Moabites, or the nation of Israel and nation of Moab. If you marry a Moabite, it says your descendants up to the tenth generation cannot go into the temple, because they're that impure. Right. Mm -hmm. So later on, a couple hundred years later, someone wrote the book of Ruth. The Ruth, the main character of Ruth, is a Moabite. In fact, it makes a big deal of it. If you say they even says in the story, Ruth the Moabite from Moab. Just in case you didn't, <laughs> she was deep down in. Yeah, in case you just didn't quite get it, that that uh, and she wound up being David's great grandmother, and so the author of Ruth is essentially looking at Deuteronomy twenty three, saying, "Oh yeah, well David's great grandma was Moabite." So there's, it's not like, I would say I would say there is a consistent theme of God's love for humanity in the Bible and God's patient endurance with humanity, but there are multiple perspectives on. How we actually do the details of that stuff. So, so you're saying that by studying and learning about the Bible, contrary to what this man has told Derek, then that's totally false, right? Oh, absolutely. And and yeah. I'm pretty sure that particular scripture was just for a particular point in time, right? Well, and it's, and it's ripped out of context. I mean, that author is saying you're not going to make yourself happy by going to school and getting a PhD, mm-hmm. which I would agree with that. I'm, I'm <laughs> here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. Education is not going to make you happy, and I think that's if you read all of Ecclesiastes, that's what he says. He says I've done. I've overindulged, and that didn't make me happy. I've been an ascetic, I've abstained, and that didn't make me happy. And his whole point is, if you're doing this stuff, chasing, chasing an experience that's going to make you feel fulfilled, you're going to fail. And I think what I was trying to get him mm-hmm. to understand, what, <laughs> I think what I was trying to get him to understand, yeah, I can't even remember what I was trying to get him to understand. <laughs> that he was it's, stupid? Yeah, that he was stupid. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. and that he was trying to get me to see or get that what it says is mm-hmm. what it says, oh, and you know there's no, and that's where the revelations um, scripture came oh, in. The revelation course. twenty-two and nineteen, mm-hmm. you know, no, uh, don't add anything to this. Yeah, yeah don't add boring. anything. To, yeah, all that kind of, <laughs> and I did, still didn't get it. Yeah. But that's, you, that's what people. Okay, well, I'm that's here. where you'll, right that's where you'll you be good. schooling I'm me. Right here with you. <laughs> we learning I heard weird dreams the nocturnal. <laughs> nocturnal emissions mean at night stuff okay. comes out. Nocturnal at night. My emissions. daddy used to say when I was little. 
yeah. that y'all messing up a wet dream. Yeah, that means that you see wet. So 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 in the slang term, so in the slang term, you know, wet dreams is when you a young man and you you nut. Right. While you sleep, while you sleep, Wait, you know. Oh, it's while you, it's literally you, while you yeah. sleep. Yeah, literally you while you sleep. You stuck to your leg. Yeah. Gotta change the sheet. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> any, any 13, 12 year old boy, y'all know what we talking about. You wake up, your little penis is hard as a Chinese arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he, trust me. It, it ha- I mean, it really happens. Wow. So, and for somebody to mess up you coming while you sleep, they really gotta be messing with your vibe. Yeah. Like, my bitch, don't, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> So do y'all? Does it stop? Ever stop? It depends. Like some people, some it slows down. So let me just say this: You ever heard men talk about the build up? Yeah. Like yeah. I got this. It's just building up. You know, the nocturnal ejaculation is the build up. So if you hadn't gotten the ejaculation in a while, your body will make an ejaculation. Mm-hmm. I think they just healthy. be lying against sex. No, they no, they don't. No, no, that's just real. It's real. It's real. It's real. As you get older and start having more sex, then you know it's not as common. Mm. But you go on a, you get a dry spell. You are gonna have a wet dream. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Sex you so what happens with girls? That- that's religion anymore. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it's like, you know, I get me having. Uh, disdain for organized religion because mm-hmm. every time I go into a church, it's like you going to hell because you gay. I'm like, I cannot be going to hell just because I exist. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. my mere existence mm-hmm. is hell worthy. Like that's mm-hmm. just not, you know, the case. I mean, even when we look at my marriage, I mean, Bobby and I've been married for almost ten years. Mm-hmm. I know several people who got married around the same time that we did. They're now divorced. Mm-hmm. I being a photographer, I've taken tons of wedding pictures. Half my wedding folks are divorced. Yeah, six weeks later, they're divorced. right. Like they, like ha- like literally half yeah. of my divorce. You know who are not divorced? No other couple. Mm-hmm. My same sex couples. Yeah, all of them are still together. Mm-hmm. All of them are still together. Not saying that we're any better or we look at marriage any differently, right. but like my straight couples, half my straight couples, I've taken photos for are divorced. Right. Shit, one of them. They didn't even get married. Yeah. <laughs> and I know and I know the groom's mm-hmm. mother is probably gonna listen to this and she's gonna laugh and cackle right now. <laughs> but I did um I did some engagement photos for a couple they didn't even get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've been with my partner for ten years. We have a child, we have a house, we have property. You know, so whether you like my marriage or not, mm-hmm. you know, if something happens to me, I need him to have my house. Mm-hmm. You know, I need for him to have the property that I own. Right. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't really matter to me. And it's it's just so crazy that people just feel like they can tell other people what they can do with their bodies. But and what what you've just illustrated to me is like in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, "You will know them by their fruits." Right. Yeah. So I mean, if if you look at someone and you see fruit in their lives, you see the fruit of the spirit in their lives. Um, how can you look at that and say then that these people don't know God, or these people these people aren't expressing the kind of love that God wants for the world? Yeah. To me, that's that's salvation right there. When I look at that, that's a picture to me of salve healing uh, in the in the world. And um, yeah, I mean, the same same thing. If I see someone with fruit in their lives, um, this is this is also in, in Acts. If we see this happen, how can we withhold the waters of baptism from these from these Gentiles, from right. these people we thought were unclean? And Peter says, well, God has shown me that I should call no one profane or unclean. And to me, that's the framework we need to look at uh, gay and lesbian relationships. Yeah, and we do not do that. We right. nasty, dirty, you know, yeah. it's just everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dave, you all right over there? I just have some conflicting, you know, I, I, I'm i always conflicted about always. something. But, you know, the <clears throat> we went through a couple of weeks of the whole thing where the we were going through church hurt mm-hmm. and exactly what church hurt was. Mm-hmm. And there were some people saying there's no such thing as church hurt. Mm-hmm. And, Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I made a statement mm-hmm. and most of the people... Mm, my statement was most of the people that believed that church hurt didn't exist mm-hmm. were the ones in the church inflicting the hurt. Oh, absolutely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. And, you wow. know, it, it hit a couple of people in a couple of spots, but they understood and realized mm-hmm. that. But I think where I'm conflicted, where I'm in the middle is, although, I mean, the people in the church are not exactly... You know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. And so we are hurt by people in the church or hurt by church people. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the first to say I'm, I've got some church hurt. Absolutely. But what I have to, even from pastors to whomever else all the way down. But my grandma used to say that he's still a man. But let mm-hmm. me say this, though. You know, my pushback on that argument is that the people who hurt you from the church are usually hurting you because of something that they've been taught from the leader of the church. Mm-hmm. So saying that the church didn't hurt you because the pastor necessarily didn't say it or that somebody else did it and then the church off the hook to me is a little, well, some of it has nothing to do with church. Like when, for some people, the church hurt may be, I am have a close relationship with somebody at the church. Okay. And there is a scenario that happens in our personal relationship where they do that person that's um, that member of the church with me does something that I would never think a church person mm-hmm. would ever do. How can you how can you divert divorce that from the church? Well, how can I divorce that from the church? It had nothing to do with the church. Mm-hmm. It was our personal relationship, but they wouldn't, you know, but they're but, a member but they, of that church. But they profess themselves to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. They profess to be a member of this church. And it's almost like if you're if you have a child and that child runs down the street and throw a rock and bust out somebody's window, you're ultimately responsible for that. So I'll, I'll say, yeah, I mean, I because I have a love hate relationship with the church. I think most pastors do, <laughs> you know, uh, especially I'm a church. I'm a church planter because I want to I want to see church take a different form. And a lot of people who do that, I, I don't I don't think that we. I don't think salvation happens apart from other people, mm-hmm. and I think I think that's one of the great insights of the Bible that it's not I'm getting my individual soul saved. It's it's we either get saved together or we don't get saved, right? You know, and so for me, um, church is whatever group of people I'm I am my salvation is bound up with, and frankly, you guys, I mean, y'all are my church, even if we, you know we not be may not be you part of the formal pastor. structure. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm you know, like if I don't get saved with you, I don't want to be saved. Mm-hmm. You know, because because the the what, what we're talking about in salvation isn't me just getting getting into Disneyland. You know, it is it is I need to be transformed as a human being. I need to be made in the best version of myself so that I can I can be the person God created me to be. And I'm not saying that's I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying there's more than one way to interpret stuff. Oh yeah, we get that. But you know, mm-hmm. you have those hardliners who say that you know we're all descendants from Adam. And the thing that mm-hmm. people don't understand is the Bible itself is the history of the lineage of Jesus. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, Adam was Jesus' great, 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 you know, then there's also a hitch in that. Like, if if the Holy Spirit really got Mary pregnant, then <laughs> you think it's too hard. No, no seriously. Yeah. Like, then it throws the genealogy off. It right? throws the genealogy off because right, then yeah. he doesn't have any connection with all these other people, and right. people don't think well, people, he got a holy connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so, but, people, got, but people don't think about that though. Right. I mean, if that is true, if 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 if, if Joseph was not his father. Mm-hmm. Then what, what's the point of that genealogy, right? right? Yeah. So one, yeah, one gene. So you've got actually two different genealogies on depending on, upon which gospel you read. Also, so should the genealogy be his maternal genealogy? Well, our, so I'm not. I'm not going to get into that. Ah, <laughs> There's so much. Well, so like, I mean, when, when you look at the gospels, I mean, the, if if you if you just map out how they're different and how they're how they're similar. Um, you start seeing that again. There's a lot of places that don't agree because they're not really hung up on the details. Right. You know, one of my favorite discrepancies in the Bible is that in in Mark, you know, there's a story about Jesus riding into Jerusalem and flipping over the tables. Okay, well, so in the other three Gospels, that's what he does. He rides in, into comes into Jerusalem, starts flipping tables, and you know, he's because he's angry. Mm-hmm. But in Mark, he rides in, and it says, as it was already late, he left, he went home. He come back. He comes back the next day when there's a crowd, and starts flipping tables. So, I mean, you really see that he was deliberately causing a scene. Whereas in the others, it's kind of presented this spontaneous outrage. Mm -hmm. In Mark, it's very clear. This is a public protest. I mean, this is not he. This is not by accident. So Jesus was a protest? He was an activist. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I do want to say something though about yeah. that that self gratification because eventually you get tired of doing that same thing. It doesn't. It's like it doesn't. By the time you're like, sixteen, you can start. See, but, yeah, but, that's that's the point, though, but that's the point, though. That's the point, though. It's like it's always. It's like eating your favorite food over and over. Eventually, it's not commitment. Your food. When you can't find it. But we talking about just sex right now. That goes with sex. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Look, let me just say, I need you to take that Bible out of here. Today. It's not the Bible. Yes, it is. No, I promise Mon- wait, 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 you, it's wait, 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 wait. For me, no, that's for you. But monogamy is a construct of control. It's not even a natural state of being for people to be monogamous. That's all about religion. Why? Because that's that's what it is. It's just how it is. You, but, people are dying out there because they all they are, no, no, dibbling and no, dibbling. They're dying, nah, out there they're dying because of the monster. They, that's they're what not, they're dying. That's what they're dying from. I like from. the one I was thinking. <laughs> because you're trying to scare people into not having sex. No, no, no. Oh. But that's no, what that's what it's coming I off. I love sex. <laughs> I love sex, and that's why but, I want but, one right there that I can. But 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 how you wait 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 wait? How's I hit on the table? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but look, let me just say, look, Miss Tracy. Let me tell you this. My, one of my one of my favorite African American poets is a lady by the name of Audre Lorde. Audre Lorde says that your silence will not protect you. So a lot of people keep quiet about stuff, hoping that they'll protect you. I'm gonna morph that into your relationship will not protect you. So you can sit here and put all your apples in one bucket if you want to. But I can tell you from personal experience, we tell people all the time, ma'am, I'm sorry, but you got HIV. Well, I ain't been with nobody. Well, somebody has. I'm going to ask one question. It's going to take it all the way home. When your boo been gone for three days, 
and you don't know where they been and what they been doing, but they come back home to you. What you gonna do? So let's take the relationship right. part out. <laughs> My whole thing is to educate people about how to protect yourself. And whether you're in a relationship or not, you know, you need to protect yourself. That's all on you. You know, especially if you're not married. And people are not getting married today like they used to. So, and they still going to have sex. So, your argument just really went out the window. <laughs> and you can't be good. Be good be at good it. Be good at it. And See? be safe. Safe. Be safe. So, back to the self-gratification thing. You know, it's it can tide you over. Last but certainly not least, we got the uh, young Latin lover in the Damn house. Damn right. Hola, mama, cita, mi amo, rico. You know what? <laughs> Get it, Derek. <laughs> so now we'll have our sex talk with Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, you met this met this beautiful person, the love of your life. Y'all started wearing condoms. You decide that you no longer want to use that condom anymore. You decide that you're ready to, in a sense, you're ready to take on that consequence of having unprotected sex. How do you know when you're ready? Is it something you just wake up saying, I just want to have unprotected sex today? Is it because of the mood? Is it because of the food you ate? Or what? what is it? What, uh, what's your thoughts on that? I want Tracy to talk about this. What's your thoughts on I that? I a little lower kind of. After today... I don't think I'll ever take it off. <laughs> I promise. I'm telling you, I'm going to get married. And I think he's, you know, and I'm just, the, the, even I know we're kids, but just as the last time, whether it was long ago, that's what the, that was the complaint. I want to take this off. I just want to do it the way I want to do it. It just don't feel right. Da, da, da. No, baby. It's staying on. So let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. So when when the roles are switched, when a woman tells you that she wants you to take it off, is that more empowering or does that mean something deeper now or or what? I thought. Let me say this. Because I had a couple that said, you know, I, don't, I never have to say, oh, I'm trying to take this off. They'd be like, well, you take it off and use that. Like, oh, you're trying to trap me. You're trying to have my babies. That's a good, that's yeah. a good, that's a good that's thought. Exactly. Yeah, but that's, that's, Boy, that's why I'm just curious. There yeah. are those females that like it just like it that way. Let me say this, though. So, you know, there's a lot to be, there's a lot to be said about, you know, sex protected and unprotected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, we we never know when the right time to take the condoms off. I mean, traditionally people will take them off when they get married cuz you right. know, I'm married, I know what she had. Like, you don't know what it is. You don't. Right. You oh don't. my god, y'all don't um, me out. <laughs> you you really don't. And that that's not a bad I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying you really don't. You know, so then you got people when they're dating. Well, we've been dating for six months. Let's take the condom off. Well, you you really don't know where that person being, and they really have no allegiance to you whatsoever. They At may all. tell you that they love you, right? But you don't know for real. You know, you take the condom off when you're prepared for whatever the consequences are, because you know, you know, working well, being HIV positive myself, I can't say that so and so gave me HIV. Because I knew mm. how to protect myself. Right. I knew what the consequences were. And I chose not to. Right. So when you're a man or woman enough to put on your big girl, big boy drawers and say, okay, I can deal with this, then you can take it off. But don't, I don't, I hate it when women say, well, he got me pregnant and then he left. 
Bitch, you knew what you need to do to get stopped for getting pregnant. Right. You know, or right. he gave right. me this, he gave me that. You know what you need to do to stop for mm-hmm. The only people who I gave any leeway to that are married people. I will give you just a little bit of leeway, but even then, if your relationship is on the rocks, you know that that person may not be there for you like they need to be there. You need not to protect yourself, protect yourself. You know, <laughs> um, you know whether they feel good or not when you put on rock condoms, feel good or not when you come on. You know, the problem is people don't put lubrication on. Right. Try a different kind. Or try a different type. Right. You know, stop putting... Magnum. You don't this? always have to wear Magnums. No, you don't. You don't. And if they come off, they too big. Right. <laughs> Looking like a parachute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I meant to say earlier. I am forgot. This is my um, closing remark instead of my normal one. Ladies, females, girls, learn how to put on the condom, too, for your... Um, for your partner, because sometimes they don't know how to put them on, and you need to that make sure that has been you're... funny let before. Just, let me just say See? this: <laughs> if you're gonna have sex with somebody who don't know how to put a condom on, run. run. Well, I'm just <laughs> or does that mean that he has he's a virgin? Yeah. That means that he was is a not, joke. I was just <laughs> no, you might be right, but but not only he's is he a virgin, trick you. I don't want to wear this. But not not only he a virgin, he a dumb virgin because <laughs> you ain't did nothing to prepare yourself for this. You could buy a cucumber or something and practice. You could practice on yourself. You could practice on yourself. You know, I you know I I remember when I graduated to masturbate with a condom on when I was a teenager. Oh wow! <laughs> just because I like the way that it now felt. I feel like I didn't I didn't, you didn't my live. child. No, I just <laughs> Miss Silly, you still a virgin. <laughs> I'm telling you, cause I need a few more lessons, <laughs> and I do it well. I, I haven't passed. I'm right. It's time to go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but you know, you stop using condoms. But at the end of the day, I you should have a say in who you want yeah, at your you funeral and who you don't. Right, you know, you know, my well, the reason didn't do. He got him some kind of wheel. Let me say something. Yeah, but I mean, but his folks, his folks are lying. They know what's going on. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, this is a this is supposed to be a moment about me. If that toupee wearing slimy <laughs> balls, uh woman grab will come in there, it's all gonna be about him. So you know, I I I, I think that, and I think Joe, I think you know W and uh and Barry gonna do the man proud. You they, know, they gonna do good. So you mm-hmm. know, you ain't got to worry about nobody stumbling over no second grade ass words. <laughs> it's so stupid. But going back to Aretha for a second on the serious you note, bless the Lord. You know, I got to go back. But on the other side, if y'all get, if you got two nickels to put together, write it down who you wanted to go to. Cause you know she didn't Aretha didn't have a wheel or anything. I can't believe she didn't have a wheel. No, she ain't like, had no wheel. Like, like seriously, like some of you worth millions of dollars. You got all these contracts and all your music, and you don't have a wheel. Yeah. And we have a problem as a community with wheels and air property. I mean, it just because we don't like to think about dying. I think that's part of. Well, it. not only that, I think we also think about not hurting one of the children's uh-huh. fat, uh, feelings. Well, you like if you know little Freddie, fuck up, don't leave him the shit. <laughs> You know, I mean, true story. Like my grandmother, um, when she, before she died, my dad was in jail. You know, that was the only child that she had. And you know, and she met me when I was sixteen because this is a long story. But you know, she left me everything. And my dad, when he got out of jail, he got mad. Like, why would she leave you? Shit, you and you've already proven because some people feel yeah. like they're entitled. You've to already it. proven that you're I'm not the capable and responsible, and you know. didn't take care of your mama. You know, for the last 10 years of her life while his ass in jail, 
I was the one. My friends would tell you. <laughs> my friends would tell you. I did. I took care of my grandma. You got to. You know, she was kind of honoring and cantankerous like me a little bit. But I mean, I took care of my grandmother. Uh, but then you got somebody who ain't did nothing, but caused her heartache his whole life. I didn't meet my dad till I was sixteen because his motherfucking ass was in jail. Like seriously, like you, you want some, what? <laughs> you know. But get your wheel. You can you can get one on wheels.com. And to write it on a napkin. Uh, just, and put it in a safe deposit at the bank or something. If for nothing else, so that people that you don't like won't get your shit. <laughs> like seriously, like like seriously, like my my wheel, because I have a biological child, I have to put him in my wheel. You get nothing. Oh Lord, you ain't gotta say that. Just don't put his name down there. No, you have to put it in there because if you don't put it down there, then they'll say that you were out of your mind or you weren't cognizant and you left them out. So they can say, well, Shame. my dad loved me. He left me out, uh, so I deserve this. If you put them in there and say you get one penny, that's all you're going to get. Oh, okay. Well, do that or something. Well, no, nah, that's shit. bad. Don't okay. do that. Anyway, I really um, just say enough of our personal problems. <laughs> 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 You didn't hit what? this table again. I keep forgetting. I need to get me a little um, bongo or something. So what? So a couple. Of, so a couple of other things. Then we get into this foolishness. Okay, we spent more time on that than I thought, but it's all good. <laughs> so but, let, we're still staying in that same, you know, White House, Washington kind of area. Mm, yeah. Let's talk about Amarosa a little bit. Let's not just say we did. No, because you know. Hmm. I feel this is how I and I think the in order for y'all to understand the significance of this is Dave is a white man telling us this. If y'all and, didn't know. If y'all didn't know, if, if for if for me, for me, I respect them more because so many people say, Oh, y'all just using a race card, y'all using a race card. He just told you he grew up in it and he had to kill certain parts of it, you know, certain parts of himself or whatever to understand it, to be aware of it. So I respect you for being on, you know, being on the radio, on this podcast, letting us know. And then another thing I want to bring up is when you said mass incarceration. You know, that's something, you know, I never thought about it that way. So now that I think about it, you know, you take a, you say you take these young, poverty-stricken individuals, you put them in jail, you make them bail out. But what about those kids that are left behind exactly. and now they don't have that that father figure, they don't have that that big brother, little sister, big brother, whatever the case may be, they don't have that, and they repeat the cycle. Yeah. Let me say this, Rashad, you bring up a good point. But, you know, th so I was talking to a friend today, and they were talking about, you know, the march that they had yesterday and how there weren't a whole lot of black people there. Um, and I I only found out about it Friday night when my friend Barbara McElroy told me about it. Uh, but I'd already it had made March Hill, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I ain't know. See, they, so mm -hmm. it wasn't very well publicized. <laughs> if you, if you're not on those activist lines, um, but then they made the point to mention that there weren't a lot of black people there, and and I was like, well, yeah, one, not a lot of us didn't know about it. The second, no, black people been doing this shit for a while. That's right, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. this thing about separating families is not anything new. Right. We endured it during slavery. We in, we we endure it now. If you live yeah. in the projects, I'm, I'm sorry, the housing communities, they do it there. Because yeah. if you're a woman and you have a baby by a man, that man can't be with your child. They have to they 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 mm -hmm. they, they have to be separated. This is nothing new. This yeah. has been going on for a while, and they've been doing it with impunity for years. Mm -hmm. So you know, and I told them, I'm like, you know. 
Um, they been separating out truth for a while. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Yeah. I ain't seen y'all in none of our rallies. Well, and it really, it definitely is. I mean, what we're seeing is this is like the next level of of it's a, it's white supremacy still. It's just a targeted brown people instead of black folks, and it you know it's, it's maybe a more pernicious, recognizable form. Oh well, you are physically separating uh, parent uh, children from their parents who are seeking asylum. But yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, Ferguson, I think it's something like um, uh, they did they looked at how many men are missing. Like forty percent of the men in Ferguson, Ferguson, Missouri, was, yeah, yeah, were missing, like missing. either dead or in jail. And so you had a whole community that's missing forty percent of the fathers. Yeah, you've you've separated families. You separated families. And oh, what was it? One one third of black men in Alabama can't vote. You talk about depriving a huge number of people of of their voting rights. And I was talking when I I got arrested a couple of weeks ago for for uh, protest. No! I did. <laughs> And um, so I'm sitting there talking to the, the policeman. He's saying he was asking why we were doing this stuff, and we talked a little bit about mass incarceration. And he said, "Well, don't you think?" Or we talked about voter suppression. He said, "Don't you think people who've committed felonies should lose their vote?" And I said, "That's the problem. You're thinking about it from an individual perspective. The thing is, if you have a third of black men in Alabama who can't vote, but we still elect the same number of representatives to the U.S. Congress, so those people have no vote, but we're counting them for the purposes of representation." So it's a lot like the three fifths compromise. And, and it's a two thirds compromise. Two thirds wow, compromise. I ain't never saw that. Right but there. not. But not. But now. But not only. Mm-hmm. Not only on that though. Mm-hmm. But you also have to think about the fact that um, when you, when you dang it, I lost my train of thought. You also you also have to think. About that. It was about wealth. So the mm-hmm. women who could have those to have the kids, <clears throat> they were they they weren't wealthy. And there was another thing about the handmaids that wasn't brought out, hasn't been brought out in the show, that was brought out in the book. So in the book, they went through all the records. So if you were divorced, mm-hmm. you became a handmaid if you could have a baby, or you went to the colonies and died from radiation poisoning. Uh if, if you that's if you were a woman. If you were a lesbian. If you were a lesbian, you need to renounce your wicked ways. <laughs> but the lesbians that were, could procreate, that could, um, had procreate, kids, yeah, they yeah. became a handmaid. Yeah, unless they caught them lesbianing. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and then there was a problem. Caught you being a lesbian. <laughs> they caught you being a lesbian, and then there was a problem. And, and that goes for any black people who have lost their blackness. We're going to talk about blackness a little bit later on. <laughs> okay, too. so speaking of that, ooh, that Paris Denard. If anybody that watched CNN, mm. that old Paris Denard. I'd be I, I think I got that news from you. You say he, uh, They say he sexually assaulted a woman. Yeah. I watched your video. You had me laugh. That nigga, <laughs> that nigga ain't been mo. In the words of my grandma, he ain't bit mo. Harass no one. <laughs> like, you know... Is I mean, like seriously, like, and it's a cute story and all, and I can see how they're saying. Now, this is one time when they should be yelling fake news, fake news, because this is just a out and out lie. No, like but there ain't no like way. Really, two years, um, Arizona State, like that's why they fired him. Like they came out and said this is the reason why they fired him. Like they didn't publicize the story, but when the you know the people came and asked, did it happen? Well, yeah, it happened. I, I don't believe it. I don't. I don't believe it. 
Now, had he, they said he's uh, harassed Paris some man. Paris can get some from no. somebody. If he had said that they that he had grabbed somebody's penis or somebody's buttocks or something like so that, so what if what if she was white? Could you believe it? She if she was white, would you believe that? Yeah, and let me and let me tell you why. And this is gonna sound very generalizing, <laughs> so don't none of you motherfuckers. That's get, why I said it. Don't none of you motherfuckers get this in your mind because you don't want this. But when I typically see black men who, especially if they're a little soft. Who date white women, I think they do it as a cover, as a beard. I think they do it because, one, they can't handle a strong black woman. And, you know, white women are a little bit more submissive than black women. You know, black women, they going to fight. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, the Gambino boy, ain't that the rapper boy with the video? Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Yeah, Yeah. him right there. Now, he'll argue with you on that one right there. He got a little... I don't know well, why. Well, he said well, for him, I don't know he why. was like guys. Like the reason he ended up with a white um, girl because um, guys like him that are like weirdish nerdy. and not like yeah nerdy and not real macho masculine. Most black women think they're gay. I know five hundred Kojic women that would have taken his ass on the well. I'm, you know, well, I guess the women that he liked, I'll figure that All he white. was gay. Yeah, well, so he and, and, and <laughs> you know, I, I love Donald Glover <laughs> as an actor. I love Childish Gambino <laughs> as an artist. But if you told me that Childish Gambino or Donald Glover were gay, I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. And and that's and that's you his know, point so. right there. <laughs> and again, it's it sounds stereotypy, but I mean, it is. you know, I just I, I don't I've just seen too many times for that to be true. Let me just say that. So, but I don't Paris Denard like I see Paris. Remember that a couple of weeks ago we had a whole thing about sexual spectrum. Uh-huh. Like I see him being like asexual. Like I can I can see him like looking at his dick. <laughs> Like, seriously. Like, I can see him looking at his dick and go, oh, no, 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 no. And then a woman come in, she get naked. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I, and I don't. I'm the total opposite. I could, because just looking at him, I can see him looking down and say, you are the biggest in the world. There's nobody bigger than you. Hey, I, I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> That's what I see. He got to tell himself. I took that shit way too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I see the opposite. I don't foresee a house. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Why we still talking about news? We talking about news. Did y'all hear about the shooting in Jacksonville at a Madden tournament? That's crazy. At a Madden tournament, it was like it was like a little gaming club where they just play Madden, just playing sports. It's like a pizza shop in the front, and then that's crazy. Jacksonville, um, Florida. Like fifteen. They didn't say how many people actually got killed, but they said fifteen people were. Am I um, am I surprised? One, we're in Florida. Right. One at a Madden tournament, as much as it sounds like black people gonna be there, these are nerdy little white yeah, boys. Yeah, white folks, are, and most are, of them weren't even from Florida. Uh, right, most, these are nerdy little white boys who are sitting up trying to figure out how to make nuclear bombs in their bedrooms, jacking off in oh, socks, going in the closet, money. and uh, trying to figure out how to break into people's computers. I mean, that's that <laughs> that who who are mad at their fa- at their fathers? Children <laughs> <And> one, making money. <laughs> It was. <laughs> I, I, it's like an assembly of school shooters. Like that's what it looks like. Like when I hear Madden contest, I hear a school shooter convention. Like well, there's that's a lot of black it. folks that um be trying to. When I know. saw that, yeah, like people like Paris who dating white women. But um, but but seriously, <laughs> but seriously, like when I think about a Madden tournament, like I think about all oh, the. The, an- the anti-social, asocial, 
you know, real nerdy guys with bad acne, you know, who don't want to go anywhere. Like, they stay in their room all day, don't know how to interact with people. That's what I feel. That's what I see. And then when you get a bunch of them motherfuckers together, it's like a shootout. Like, it's going to happen. But really now, like, it was on NPR the other day. Some of them are, like, superstars now. Like, yeah, they get paid for it. Just yeah, they get, games. like, going they get, they at, get, there's a college money. that, I they forgot which sh- college, that they giving them scholarships or whatever to, because they yeah. got, like, online football team. I mean, gaming teams or whatever. They are still yet. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, turn, it's turning and into something totally dangerous. different. Yeah, well. And they, you know. Megan, I wish I would have played a few more games. <laughs> I mean, but I used to play video games. But I mean, they take this to a whole. Wait, all I played was Game Boy. But my cousin, I just scrolled through Facebook. He was like, he owned Madden PS4 Who Online. You know, he was. They put their headphones on and hell, I don't know. I'm, I'm be trying to go. Oh, jacking off playing video <laughs> games. Like, okay. Anyway. No, but yeah, that that doesn't surprise me that there's another mass shooting in Florida, and I'm pretty sure the shooter, and I may be wrong, the shooter may be black. It they, was two shooters, and one of them, I think they killed one of them. Yeah. I hadn't watched the new. new and they thing. killed one of them. He must. Oh, they talking about it up there. Let me see. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we we got a problem with guns, like we got a problem with race, Derek. Huh. Oh, I'm sorry. I had started watching the news. But, yeah, what we, um, that's really, about, you know, mostly I wanted to deal with some of what's going on. Well, okay, right so we, we're we probably going to go into a break and come back. I want to continue this conversation about uh, Omarosa, about Paris, and about people like, uh, what's the girl named Glitter and Gold? Um, Babs. No. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I we, call them Babs. Yeah, I don't remember they do like, yeah. Diamond and Silk. Yeah, yeah, Babs. yeah, yeah. Babs. All right, well, we out. And we out. Thanks, Jay. Be good. I'll be good at it. Hey! Hey, if you like what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and listen to all of our previous shows. Peace.